Welcome to Cinema Bushido. This episode, we're talking about the 1989 Tango and Cash, directed by Andrei Konchalovsky of Lumiere and Company fame, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, and it's starring Demolition Man and Snake Plissken. Uh, with me, as always, is the soap on my prison shower floor, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day's a holiday. How are you doing today? Excellent. Uh, and with us this episode is film critic and award-winning screenwriter and filmmaker Hermione Flavia. Welcome back. Hey! Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, so we were just talking about that last time we had done Hard to Kill, so this time we're doing Tango and Cash, the, the three, yeah. three, three, three word titles. I um, love the three word title. Yeah. Well, we did this movie because uh, you were in the mood for some Kurt Russell, and we talked about yeah. doing um, Escape from New York, but we decided to make this all the more painful on Lee, and we chose to do <laughs> Tango and Cash. So we're going to start with you. Uh, Hermione, um, tell us why did yep. you pick this one? Because I think it was your suggestion, right? Um, I just go through phases where I'll be like, I have to watch all of Kurt Russell movies. I have to watch, maybe not literally all, but you know, you get like, I want to watch like 80s movies. I want to watch this. And um, yeah, I went through a Kurt Russell moment, you know, weekend of watching a bunch of his movies. So um, yeah, that was that's pretty much it. I was just like... Let's watch something with Kurt Russell in it and then talk about it at length. <laughs> well, I'll ask you first, what's your favorite Kurt Russell movie? Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, oh, I think. Good one. I love that movie. How about I think you? so. How about you, Lee? Oh, Tombstone. Oh, oh I love Tombstone. That is such a good film. Yeah. All right, well, tell us what you thought of this one. Um, you know, I saw this movie years ago when I was a kid. And so watching it again was kind of like a nice little nostalgia trip, but I was surprised by how much it actually made me laugh. Like there's some really good one-liners in it and it's really cheesy. Um, I don't know. I I watched it and I had pizza and it was just like the best, (laughs) just a perfect Friday night. It was so good. Perfect. Um, I had the, I hadn't, the only thing I remembered from it because I'd watched it when it came out was the scene at the top of the, um, at the prison and the escape so for me, it was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> uh, Lee, great. I want to know. Uh, give, me, give me your general feel. Uh, Tango and Cash Grab is the worst of all the Lethal <laughs> Weapon sequels. <laughs> I couldn't really remember it, uh, but when I looked it up and got it on Amazon, I was like, oh, 1989 rated R, is this going to be a good vintage? They throw, you know, you got Stallone and Kurt Russell, you know, how could, how could this go awry, right? And then the movie starts and right after the Warner Brothers logo comes up, it's like, it's black and Stallone delivers the, like the worst flat voiceover in cinematic history. (laughs) He totally did. He's like, okay. And it's like, pause for effect. He's like, let's do it. Like very bland, (laughs) very bland. And then, like, it's followed by the worst 1980s hip-hop instrumental uh, that I've ever heard in my life. And uh, we're 11 seconds into the movie. The and music that's how I know rough. I was proper fucked. Yeah, I was just proper fucked. There's a part where Kurt Russell's getting out of his car in the garage, and they're playing something that kind of sounds like kids' music from, like, a cartoon, <laughs> but kind of like hip-hop. I'm like, God, I, I just pictured... Well, first off, I think this movie looked so much better in, like, they were all out drinking... And it's like let's let's get let's do a movie together. And then, you know they got the guy with the script, and he's there. So he's like, "Get this, you're the cop that wears the suit, and you're the cop that's sort of trashy street." And they're just eating it up, and they're, they're drinking their their martinis and and eating oysters. And yeah, here we go. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Kurt Russell's character in particular is a complete ripoff of Riggs. I, I mean, hard. And then uh, it's an interesting premise, like the idea that um, that you know you have two cops that are that are really super cops, and that they get set up and yeah. they have to overdo it. That's a great premise, and it's a great buddy cop thing. But the problem is, is that. It's like it, it misses the mark. Like there, there's a lot of things that we can get into, but it just it just seems like the writer didn't understand. Like who's the most like these cops are famous. I was like, who's the most famous L.A. cop? Uh, Mark Furman. Or who's the one? Planet? Who's the one that hit that beat up the the black guy on the bridge? And he's like, <laughs> like can't we all just kill them? That guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I think Mark Furman would actually be the most famous and the guy that just like planted evidence against OJ. I mean, I don't know what you're Oh yeah. I, I just don't I just don't think that I just think the movie had a great premise and it just it just really reminded me that you can have a big budget, you can have all the stars in the world, a great cast, uh you know, great set pieces, gr- you know, everything's really great and still make a just a horrible train wreck of a movie. And I was really humbled by the fact that it was it was really bad. Like it, 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 there was no tension in almost any of the action. It was just it, the the movie. The movie's defining attribute is that it's tone deaf completely. And well, you was... may have caught my wink, wink, but this director, he's not an action director. He's a Russian dude who's done like weird, oh, I, I, weird. Movies. I, I I intend to address him and and do. <laughs> yeah, he got this oh, movie I've because got, he did I've got Runaway Train, that, and yeah, he yeah. he definitely had never done anything like this and. You know, he's he's done a bunch of stage work, so you could see he must have watched, like, Commando, and he was like, oh, these one-liners are so good. I'm just going to line them up. I, I want to address something that's really important to me right. right away. Okay, Do it right now, and then okay. I want to hear more from Hermione. Okay. <laughs> so there's really no tits and ass. In there movie. is in the parking garage. Okay, so the two scenes with the tits and ass... If you blink, the other you miss one, them. the other one, I want to just say, I called it, I called it in my notes here, uh, Lee style nudity, and that was the yeah. prison one. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, right. no, that's yeah. that's the one where he like it gives us like the full like fifty five million dollar ass shots, right? <laughs> and that's fine, okay. It was wanna... so weird that scene, like I don't know, you know, there's this um, theory that buddy cop movies are just like they're structured the same. Um, from a like screenwriting perspective or whatever, as romantic comedies, they're like the same, mm-hmm. just with two guys instead of whatever, you know, whatever pairing you want to do. And when you put a scene like that in there, you're like, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, I guess it's like a romance. And why, right, really. when they get to this weird prison that they weren't expecting to be at, it's like this maximum security place, the first thing they do is take off their jumpsuits that they obviously just put on, take off their necklaces, and get in the shower. <laughs> Is that a thing that happens? Like, no. I, I was kind of sitting there and I was like, do guys just take showers together? Like, is that a thing? Is that like yeah. a locker room thing no. that people do? They actually do do that in prison, but that's that's not here and they're there. The problem is, is that they're <laughs> running every faucet in the thing. There's only two dudes and it's like gallons and gallons of hot water. I'm like, it's the prison system. They're not going to spend money. This isn't no hotel. But my problem was is that on the female nudity, it was like they would like the parking garage is a perfect example. They show her for a split second, then they cut away and then they cut back and then they cut away. And I was like. Can you imagine how many VHS copies of this movie were ruined because of the reverse play pause effect? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I, yeah. I, and then, and then on top of that, I just as I, I I'm like I'm like trying to imagine like the casting, and he's like the guys, you know, they're because they're they're gonna cast these girls. They're like, listen, you're gonna show your tits in a movie. Great, like, okay, come come in. All right, 
Bring your shirt up. Bring it down. Bring it up. Bring it down. Okay, perfect. All right. That's it for you. Here's your, you'll get your check on Tuesday. Uh, let's get <laughs> these guys with the butts back in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would never happen like that. You know, like, you'd want to, like, you'd want them to take their top off. You'd want to, like, observe, make mental notes, you know. Uh, it just blew my mind. I was just like, that may be how they do things in the Soviet Union, Andrei Kanchalovsky, but that's not how we do it in America. You hear me, you Soviet son of a bitch? Show me the tits, not the asses. Dick. You sound like just like Kurt Russell. <laughs> I want to be killed by an American. Yeah. <laughs> he had two scenes where he was um, trying to be Mel Gibson from the... Um, yeah. The stupid what you call the movies. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, yeah. I feel like the movie is just an amalgamation of like... Because it was one of... It was, there were two films that were exactly the last films of the 80s, and this is one of them. And it's like all of the boxes that you want ticked kind of Mm -hmm. for 80s films like all the genre plot points or whatever you know what i mean so it's like stuff just explodes for no reason yeah yeah and i think that's where it's like they're you're kind of seeing you know one character you can be like oh that you could lift that scene from this movie and this bit from that movie it's like it is just like that but for me, that was kind of like I kind of liked that. The space you know, age I was car kind of like, and stuff. It was like yeah, what? and like the gadget workshop with the, like <laughs> the guy, and you're like, okay, we're in a James Bond movie. All right, I'll go with it. <laughs> All right, well, let's start. Let's start right at the beginning. We're not going to do this as a play by play, but I feel like this movie is the perfect example. So I want you to start, Hermione. But let's just talk about the intro. So like, we introduce both characters, and I just want to know what some of your highlights of those couple scenes are. Because this movie has that intro where we're introduced to the characters, a small bit of setup, the prison scene, and then the big finale, really. Everything else in between is just garbage. It's just fun and games, really. Right. right? So let's so talk about the intro, because it is perfect. The opening scene? Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of interesting seeing um, Sylvester Stallone play, like, a suit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was he looked good. Wow. I mean, he's, he looks good in glasses. I don't know. It's like, is he even going like, to have a gun? You know, he's driving... Yeah, he's like, like is he going to, like, freeze their assets or something? Like, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he's chasing down... I think there's... Is there a helicopter in that scene? Yeah. Yes, he's, like, is. chasing down, a, a like, an oil truck, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, we're going to state lines. He's like, I don't know, he says some cheesy couple of lines and stuff, as you do in an 80s movie. And then he manages to, like, stop the truck. And then the local cops are all like, oh, you're out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> you know, like, kind of that kind of classic, like, oh, yeah. Straight out of every other setup. movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, they just suit, set someone up for full. Yeah. <laughs> like, who says that? Oh, you're a big city person. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> My feelings are really hurt by that. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Um, yeah, and then he just... <laughs> So to prove that there are like that there's cocaine on the on the truck, like concealed on the truck, he just shoots the truck and cocaine comes out and then he licks it and he's like, Yep, that's cocaine. Anybody wanna get high? Some, <laughs> yeah, like makes these one liners. It's like I don't know, in a suit. Like he does it all in a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I don't know. same bit. I gotta hear your because uh, I know you're going to talk about a couple things. Oh yeah. So first of all, nothing, the only thing that can stop a semi truck carrying uh, everything but the front panel full of gasoline is a Cadillac. You know, <laughs> it's like a caddy with a convertible, and he just he gets over there and he 
like what was his what was his big plan? Like that thing could have just plowed right through him. And murdered I would have, car. I would have ducked, and yeah, yeah. gassed it up. <laughs> and then he pulls out this this thirty eight special, and he like dumps out the rounds that are made for the gun, and then he puts in like MacGuffin rounds. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, I guess I don't. I've never heard of anything like this in a revolver, and apparently it, it's better than twenty five yards. I don't know. He was going three hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. With a, four, with a thirty-eight special, and then that, like, why? Why did the guys go through the windscreen? I mean, I guess that they broke, but I'm like, I'm sorry, like you're not wearing, like, yeah. are you just not wearing seatbelts because you're bad guys? Is like, like, is that something you're just not allowed to do when right. you sign up for bad There's guys? There's no tempered school? glass on this semi. Yeah. They just like, yeah, like through. it just goes straight through it. <laughs> it's so weird. It's almost like they were on hydraulics and kicked out of the car. Yeah, <laughs> almost. And then maybe they accidentally they, hit they the eject button. <laughs> Come out, and then he's getting chewed out. And the and this is Los Angeles County sheriffs. This isn't like this isn't like uh, Alabama sheriffs, right? Right. And they're they got like they've got the redneck accents, and they're making fun of him because he's a city slicker. And he's and they call him. He thinks he's Rambo. And then the most egregious line uh. in the whole movie appears he says rambo is a pussy i'm like how much did they pay you stallone how many steroids did you buy with your lies shit on your soul your soul john rambo was a first blood bro first blood is an american classic this is dog shit and then he shoots the front panel he's like did you check the front panel there and then he shoots the front panel he's like look it's snowing i was like oh that's funny but then he's like does any he looks he's like anybody want to get high i was like come on you had one good line just walk away yeah yeah, and also oh. you know that's not really an appropriate comment. <laughs> totally. Just kidding. No, I'm thinking he's just he's he, that's it. Oh, he thinks now he gets high so often in Hollywood. He's like, what would you say there? And you know the scriptwriter's like, no, don't say that. Don't say who wants to get high. And Sylvester was like, fuck you. I'm saying yeah. it. I'm Do you feel saying... like this film was written by like a panel of writers though? Like maybe went through a bunch of rewrites and everyone just added like a one liner. Well, yeah, you know, you're right. But when this is something weird, if you look, um, yeah, I think maybe, yeah, here we are on the Wikipedia page. So the credited director is Andre, but then uncredited is Peter McDonald, Albert McNally, and Stuart Baird. So four people directed this movie. Yeah, it was yeah, everywhere. That's not a good sign. That's like, I mean, they must have come in for a week and then the studio pulled them out for some reason. Right. Like, right? Yeah, so one of these guys, I just did a quick check. He helped write Purple Rain. Purple <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rain. Let's get the Purple Rain guy in here and see what he thinks of that line. You want to get Definitely. high? <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> print you know. that. Yeah, print that. Put that on there. Just gonna be awesome. <laughs> okay, so we flip over to um, uh, Cash. It's time for Cash's intro. And he's driving what is a really freaking nice car as far as I can tell. <laughs> old corvette yeah and he pulls in he, first i think they're trying to show that the people love him because all the kids are cheering is that him. what that was <laughs> i was because i was kind of like oh they're cheering him at least maybe he plays sports <laughs> I thought the same. maybe he fosters children like i was i mean i'm fine with it like if kurt russell drove past and i was in the street i'd probably get excited but totally. like you know? you know what they needed they needed him to throw like jolly ranchers out of the car <laughs> <laughs> hey kids don't do drugs but then he like shuts yeah. the garage door right in their fucking faces <laughs> yeah watch your hands kids yeah this is it for you little fuckers 
happy as can be. That shitty music comes on, and he goes into the dirtiest, grossest apartment I've ever seen. Wait, how did that newspaper get there? He like opens the door, yeah, and the newspaper's that. on the floor. I think it's that eighties thing. Isn't that one of those like, door slot this... things? Oh, cool. sorry, buddy. You mean like the paper when he gets inside? Mm-hmm. Isn't it like a door slot? Am no, I, that door am was I picking solid. the wrong thing? <laughs> no, there was no way for that. Thing. I I paused it. I was like, "There's the, it's not like there was like a like a really abnormal gap underneath the door." Or there's no <laughs> I can explain it. I can explain it. He's it's actually the paper from like five days ago, and every day oh. he leaves it there, so it's the first thing he sees when yeah. he gets in the door. Yeah, or like, maybe no, you don't like, it was in the script. Maybe the script. postman is like his cousin. So the postman's like, you know what, I'm really sick of leaving this show on your doorstep and every time I come you haven't taken it inside and then he's like, Well if I just give you a key you can just dump shit inside the front door and totally. maybe pick up some milk for me on the way. Like maybe there's like a whole backstory. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> the bad guy that was in there brought it inside with him so it wouldn't get oh, yeah. stolen in the hallway. He's like a polite bad guy. Yeah. He had to have something to do while he waited, so he He's Asian. Paper. Yeah, they're very polite people. <laughs> Respectful. So, it's true, they are. Yeah. <laughs> and hardworking. And hardworking, yeah. He was just trying to do his job and do it to the best of his ability. And they always have that... been ever since they first came to this country. Yeah. We, we didn't have the railroad without them. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Or opium. Or opium. Well, technically the British gave them opium from Thank India. You. Yeah. Can't really blame the Chinese for that one. Well, and then went to war to make them to keep smoking it because everyone was addicted to it, so they tried to ban it. So then the British were like, What? The British were, like, forcing it on them. It was intense, man. So then we get the greatest thing. (laughs) Finally, Hermione's gun boot comes out. Yeah. Maybe the trick is... Because I don't know if it's a double gun boot or a single gun boot. Mm. I just thought of that. Like, maybe maybe one's got a gun in it and maybe the other one shoots a knife or, like, has one of those, like... You know, things that froth milk or something. I don't know. Oh, Maybe it's perfect. like a tool belt. You know like, what I do? I get my up. gadget guy to get to make me a cool house. I <laughs> 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 gadget guy. I love all this cool stuff. My gun boots awesome, but could you make like a, a house that doesn't smell like um, you know rat shit? <laughs> Maybe has like a sofa. Maybe paint. Maybe fix that mirror. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. The, the mirror that the, the Asian guy can hide behind and shoot at me, or actually shoot me in the chest twice. You know, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that was such a good little moment. And then um, my boyfriend was like, yeah, they do that in like these movies all the time. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wow, I, I really liked that. That was cool. No, apparently not. No. I want to know, know when you're the gadget guy, like, when are you standing around going, you know what we really need is a gun and a boot that you can only use when you're lying, like... Uh, on your side on a fire escape about to die yeah you know like where, where does like where in the world of possibility and necessity do you come up with a boot that can really only shoot from the heel me yeah you know? but what yeah. if you're like like a yoga person like a yoga assassin you know like so you you masquerade as like a yoga instructor like you know in, in people's lives and then <laughs> you just do so we're just gonna do some light stretches and then pow it's the it's i'm telling you here's the honest truth it's because he was a total dorky little geek and he'd been pushed down so many times and he was playing he was like one time he was laying there and he thought if i had a gun Oh so God. it didn't make sense for Supercop to get it. He's like, well, so I have to be on the ground already. Like, I'm getting bullied <laughs> and beat up? 
He's like, yeah, just try it out. The boots are really cool. Maybe it's just, you know, like, Gadget Guy seems kind of obsessive. Maybe he was like, oh, the heel came off my boot today. And that guy was like, I can fix that for you. I've got some, like, glue downstairs. Just, like, bring it into the workshop. And then you just put gun in there. Maybe it was like that. (laughs) I like what you said. It has the frothing thing. (sighs) He's always doing it with his own coffee. It's the equivalent of the bros that have the the flip-flops with the beer opener on the bottom. Oh, my God. Is that a thing? Yeah. In America. America. That's terrible. It's it's nonsensical and totally useless, but we still do it. It's it's us. We we call dibs. (laughs) It sounds like something Australians would do, though, right? I mean, me being an Australian, I can say that without it being me. It sounds like, like, I think so many Australians have, like, the beer opener on their... Uh, the bottle opener on there, um, like, like key ring. Yeah, of one, course. You know, like, so you can open a bottle at any time. Like a gentleman. I have two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice. I think, I, think, I think the Australians, they just reach over and grab, like, a dingo, and they open it with the dingo's teeth. <laughs> oh, that's right. Don't go far. I'm going to need another just one soon. the whole can. <laughs> Who how needs to a- open it? How just accurate is the uh, Crocodile Dundee movies to uh, Australia? As it were. Perfect. Well, I guess it's kind of, like, meant to be a bit of a satire. Like, okay. So it's like a little bit more colorful. But also, he's meant to be, like, he doesn't live in the city or anything. So it's, like, semi-accurate to what was what people were, like, in the 80s in, like, the, the Kimberley. Bush. Yeah, yeah. So you do, like, the kind of hat he wore, like, people did used to wear that. Yes! Because that's so, like, yeah. exactly how I think of Australia. To this day. Yeah, and you know what? That's exactly how Australians think of Australia too. <laughs> it's like we have this kind of thing where it's like Australians there's this expression like the little Aussie battler. It's like a person who's like battling the elements out on their like mm-hmm. farm and it doesn't rain and and it's like everyone sees themselves that way, but like most of us grew up in suburbia. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's are, like are we talked about this last time, Hermione, it's like that movie The Castle. It's that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah the doll. castle. Let's go to this flea market. <laughs> oh, I love it. That movie is so good. It's so good. Yeah. I do have to say this one thing about what's his name. First off he was rugged, he was beautiful, he was so fucking cool. Rest in peace if you're dead and do another movie if you're not dead. Are you talking about Paul Hogan? Paul Hogan, yeah. yeah. Paul Hogan. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> it's weird, like, my accent is sometimes gone and then sometimes randomly comes back <laughs> on words. Um, do you know Chopper Reed? No. From Chopper, like, the movie... Have you seen the movie Chopper? No. No. Um, well, Chopper was... Um, he wrote a book, a memoir. He was a criminal, basically, and he was in prison and he wrote a memoir and it was made into a movie with Eric Banner. And um, it's, like, fairly old now. Um sort of old but he chopper then went on to do comedy circuit with paul hogan for a oh, while perfect hey, yeah how accurate was um steve Irwin as a oh my god steve Irwin is not like anything else <laughs> on this planet um rest in peace yeah I, yeah peace. i mean he, a hero. he really i don't want to criticize him because i don't think he meant any harm uh-huh. like personally, but he damaged but the brand right he damaged the brand no it's just he kind of encouraged people to 
be cruel to animals in order uh... to get a reaction. Like, he didn't really get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he did documentaries and then people were like, oh, that's true, like, sharks aren't so bad, we shouldn't kill them all. He was kind of like the opposite guy, you know, being like, oh, I'm going to go pick up a snake. Like, And I think, in my experience, I think he was more popular in... America than Australia, mm-hmm. maybe. But they, he does have, like, Australia awesome. Zoo and, and stuff. And then, of course, yeah. he died doing the stupid shit Americans would do when they're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, as, that Australians would do when they're yeah. drunk, too. Like, sure. Yeah. But I think we like <laughs> them a lot because that's, like, we're like, yeah, I want to go out there. I'm going to yeah. hug a stingray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stingrays have, like, those little smiley mouths underneath. Yeah. So you do kind of want to hug them, but totally. you just don't want to be dead. You saw that, that American the other day. That was She was in the news. She just decided to lay down in this huge area full of sharks she got bit she's like she I hope nobody it. hurts the sharks because it was my bad for getting in there but we, we just jump in we're like I want to hug a was shark was she trying to get a picture for Instagram yeah probably <laughs> you know in like in Australia most of the time when you get bitten by a shark it's because it thinks you're something else right. you know it's not like there's lots of yeah. Anyway. She probably kept bumping it and stuff. Like, get out of the way. I'm trying to get a picture for Instagram. Yeah. Like, God can you just it. go, like, a little to the left? Like, <laughs> I, I kind of like shots. Get on the I think side. Kinda nice. Like a girl with her girls, right? The Instagram girls. <laughs> no, you get in the back. I'm doing duck mouth up front. <laughs> Maybe she was trying to get the shark to do duck mouth. <laughs> and he bit her. <laughs> He's like, I don't have lips, man. <laughs> Discriminated against me because I don't have lips. <laughs> Oh, good God. Okay, the one so we're duck back. mouth no one will ever think of <laughs> that about there. ever. The first duck mouth. First piece of trivia from this movie is he's uncredited, but Tango's captain is Jeffrey Lewis, who was always in Clint Eastwood movies. He was in Every Which Way But Loose and all this stuff, so it was so cool to see him. And he's also Juliet Lewis's dad. Really? Yeah, the guy with the big mustachio. Caribbea. A mustachio. <sighs> He hey. looks so good. Uh-huh. Hey, boppity boopity, I'm a loach, Give me some more spaghetti. Mustachio sounds like one of those cartoons where, like, a rat solves crimes. <laughs> hey, it's Mustachio, and he, like, comes in, you know? <laughs> Mustachio. I'd watch it. Maybe, like, one of those ones made in, like, Italy or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know those things that have, like, a cult following? <laughs> no, All right, so before, before we destroy this entire movie I'm going to start with Hermione I want to know your first favorite scene yes. We're going to have two favorite scenes So we're going to do favorite scenes oh. right now okay. You leave me And then we're going to go to the prison And like I said Because this is just two par- the parts The introduction, a bunch of shit The prison, a bunch of shit The ending So in, the, in between the prison and the ending We'll do a second set of, of notable scenes I don't know I'd like to favorites. veto the prison We're at 30 minutes Let's veto that That's gotta get out. There's not much in there But I do I mean we already talked about A lot of it Especially the Shower scene and stuff But there are a couple Small things to talk about there So just come on Hermione First notable scene uh, Scene that I liked You know I kind of liked Any of the scenes That Terry Hatcher was in I kind of mm. like her She's kind of I don't know, maybe she's like the link between the guys, like one she's one sister and one's kind of love interest or whatever. Yeah. Kinda of like the scenes that she's in. I know that's a bit broad, but No, her first um, scene she's wearing like a nighty and uh, uh like a She has kind of hat. interesting clothes in this. <laughs> yeah. I'm in you know, I'm in completely. fashion segue there. Um I don't know why she's just a dancer. Like, you know those, like, random careers people have in movies? Because it's not relevant. So it's like, oh, yeah, she's a dancer. She dances. There's, like, this scene where she... I think they go to the place where she's working. And um, 
there's just like a sort of electric drum kit there and she's in like <laughs> a, um i think it's like a sequin bikini but over she's got like tights on it's a very interesting kind of late 80s outfit and she just starts like she's just dancing she's just dancing you know just dancing around like doesn't seem to be a specific routine or anything and then there's a drum kit so she's just like playing the drums for a second it's the russian approximation of an american strip club yeah that's yeah absolutely. exactly that's exactly yeah that well, of makes course so they much have sense. drums but yeah. she gets up there and plays the drums but they're like hexagonal electric drums um, i'm surprised so... she wasn't like making potato vodka on stage totally. she like, she had a maybe she was she that. maybe that's what was going on and i just didn't get it potato soup in the back everyone's going to eat tonight (laughs) she comes out and she drops off like a 30 pound russian winter coat (laughs) to expose her her sequin bikini and no one was throwing money i was like is this was this like is this this it was was like like, no one's handing her money there's no way they could ever the bar goes around the stage so there's no way you could ever actually tip her and which is a very american thing it seems strange yeah like so it's not she's like a some kind of entertainer then and yet she's there by herself so she's it doesn't make sense basically (laughs) but then at the end of that scene um cash like has to be smuggled out dressed as a woman pretty much for no reason just for comic effect it's like church there's a box (laughs) box. (laughs) yeah there's there's the collection plate plate. passed around to other people maybe they have like a russian orthodox prayer at the start of the scene and they just cut that bit out Andre's like, I only love three things in this life. I love to tango, I love cash money, and I love the naked American ladies playing the drums. Let's do this. Tango I, I actually, I have a follow-up question about that, because I kind of, I like, what was weird was Terry Hatcher, I've always associated her with, like, a kind of, like, a, an, an animal magnetism, but also, like, a, a certain kind of, like, powerful prowess to her persona. Mm-hmm. But in this oh, movie, really? she's, like, That's really young. And she's got like a like it's not it doesn't feel like fake it just feels like a natural innocence that comes with youth. That's kind of how I always see her as being like quite like a warm, slightly fragile person. Mm-hmm. Somebody exactly. that would like be tough, but tough over the course of a film as opposed to like starting out tough. Yeah. It's kind of how I see her. I don't know. I wanted to ask you because yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I, I, I had a crush on Terry Hatcher when I was in the nineties. And, uh, do you cute. think the big hair should come back? Cause I think she looked better. With um, big hair. I think you'll find big hair never left. No, <laughs> I, I, I never see um, it anymore. I mean, I see it on women. Yeah. I think it, it, it's but... not as fashionable. I, I think maybe eighties big and even seventies big. Sometimes you need like, mm other hair pieces to yeah. kind of give yourself that volume <laughs> i got where these so... are because now i was like what the fuck are you even talking about lee like the hair of the 80s and 90s sucked but you just watched glow and you have the hots for the blonde lady in glow and that's why you're talking about the big hair oh. well, if you look at there. country music right the hair oh, is still yeah big. true yeah country yeah. Music, yeah i i was on um amazon or something this morning and there's literally a book and it's like big hair of country music and it's not dolly parton on the cover which i was like wow that means it's more than just dolly like apparently it's um like some kind of cultural phenomenon these people never really left the 80s if you go rural no they're still there the high-waisted sort of mom jeans and yeah 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 
All right. Well, um, so your favorite scene was anything to do with Terry Hatcher. Lee, take it away. Your first notable scene. Okay. So my first notable scene is towards the end of the movie when Blade Runner... And let me ask you something because you live over across the pond. Was Blade Runner's accent decent or was... Because I thought it was just really kind of gruff and stereotypical. You mean the redheaded guy? Yeah. Brian Johnson from from Blade Runner. Yeah. the, um, the The last final boss. So for the first like chunk of the film, I thought he was meant to be South African, <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh, oh, he's trying to be Australian. Oh, okay, because you know, there's I think the Australian accent's a little tough because it's like it's not South African. It's was sort he though, of, like, or was Zealand, he trying to not... be Cockney? Yeah, he was trying, he was trying to be, to be like British. Yeah. I I died laughing. I almost had to pause the film when he was like, I'm from Britain or whatever, and I was like, really. <laughs> Which part of Britain? Like yeah. that makes no sense. And then the he started American having one. these like governor lines, you know? Yeah. Like it's great. <laughs> so I think that I mean I don't think the some like a regional British accent is a little hard, but I think a kind of generic British accent I think anyone can do. Right. I do it all the time. I wouldn't do it on here because I don't actually want to die in other Because we can't do it. But here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> Brian James, he must have thought he was doing his um, you know, my left foot guy thing. He thought, This is my chance. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 There yeah. will be blood. Absolutely. What's his name? Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. He thought this is my Daniel yeah. Day Lewis scene. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna kill this fucking accent. <laughs> the world is gonna love Brian James finally because they haven't. Loved he him like to this went point. method and was like drinking like PG Tips tea and yeah. like only like throwing shit at people if they didn't bring him English muffins. <laughs> totally. He's like, I only want the muffins from England, mate. Yeah. Fuck you. And everyone's Practicing. like, What is he doing? Did he say bring a kangaroo? I, I, I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brian James. You just see like you know those like assistants that you see on like TV shows about movie sets, and there's like always the assistant just has an apron or whatever, and it's just like like cringing. You're not going to put that explodey ball in my mouth, are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I used to see it. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> So Aussie British cocky <laughs> motherfucker from Blade Runner. I don't even know. Uh, he's at the end. He's and there's a running theme with a grenade in this dude. I won't oh, spoil yeah. it. But at the end of the movie, no, you can spoil he, it. This movie is twenty something years old. You spoil it. Yeah, I won't spoil it for the listener who hasn't seen it because they're like twelve and they just want to use the word cunt properly. Um, but uh, when when the when the final scene comes where he's got to get his, it's him and Kurt Russell, and Kurt Russell uh, at some point gets him close and drops a grenade into his into his trousers into his underwear. Right, <laughs> gets him close. Yeah, he gets him close, really close, <laughs> close. If they were any closer, they'd be playing tummy sticks, you know. And uh-huh. uh, and so then he like uppercuts him down a stairwell. Yeah, you see the angle. The angle of the camera was perfect. So he, you see Brian James fall down, and then you see like in the same shot an explosion, a fire explosion, come your way, perfectly timed. And I was like, that is a real blowjob. That's the greatest blowjob in cinematic history. And then I thought the only way they could make it better is if like right before they did that shot, they show like a dummy, a dummy crotch 
and from like maybe like a kind of like a more of like a kind of a side kind of dangle view like an explosion a fiery explosion emanating from that shot like gratuitously like shown a couple of seconds like like from the side right yeah like yeah, Boom. I and then and then they then they show like the actual shot where they show that. Oh, that would have been perfect. I was like, yeah, finally this movie. I do like in movies when they have those like running jokes, you know, yeah. like the grenade thing, like coming back, or I like that. It was great that he finally did it, and because I, I thought if he did it up on the roof, then the movie would have improved greatly. Like if yeah. I knew he was such a badass that he was actually going to just be like, nope, here we go, bam, and ran away, and the guy just blew up on the roof. I would have been like, all right, so this is actually the kind of movie. It's about to become the kind of movie I wanted to watch in the first place. But the problem, uh-huh. the problem was the movie never really got to vengeance until like ninety minutes in. It's trying to be um, Commando with one-liners left and right, but without any effort to get there or killing. Yeah, without the depth that you right. kind of need to be invested yeah. in it. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite. I'm glad you neither of you stole it, but it is once again uh, Jeffrey Lewis who is the captain. And uh, the scene is, for some reason, Terry Hatcher is riding the butt of Kurt Russell. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh. I'm like, why are you moaning when you're giving him the massage? And he's almost got it, because the, the gist is that she's giving him a massage, and she's about to get his slip disc back into his spine. And Sly Stallone's watching from the side, and she's like, oh, it's almost in. Oh, oh, and she's throwing her head back, and I'm like, what the fuck? But then we see somebody at the door, and it's like, oh, no, bro. So Sylvester Stallone grabs a duck, a big wooden duck. It was a decoration, I guess, because Terry Hatcher's into that. And he jumps and he <laughs> knocks the screen door onto poor um, uh, Jeffrey Lewis. And Jeffrey Lewis says, do you always screen your guests like this? Yes, the best scene. I, I, you stole my second. Oh, no, that's so No, that's good. a first scene because it may have been the finest scene in the whole fucking thing. And that then for some reason, scene. Kurt Russell's wearing his ladies' clothes again. And all again, stuff. out of nowhere. Fucking <laughs> stupid. It was so good. That scene, I'm like, checkbox. I did not remember that. So I'm in now. I'm going to use that from, from now on. If the, anybody has a screen door, I'm just going to shove my face on it. Just the way you scream, Jeff. Please promise me you will do that. <laughs> I promise you. Next screen door. And then I'm tell out. me about it. I love it. All right. All right, so you know we don't have screen doors in the UK. <laughs> Yo, right? We that was like have a massive here. adjustment for me when I moved. They don't here. have screen doors where you're at. <laughs> yeah, no, we just we... don't have them. We don't have screens oh. on our windows or anything because we don't really have like mosquitoes and stuff. Well, so. and screens come from a, like a rural kind of idea. You do want to open your doors and windows, but you don't want fucking gross shit to come in. So yeah, we just like just don't have. That's I so mean, crazy. Yeah, it is right. It's really weird. And sometimes it's one of those things where it's hard to explain to a British person, like, why, like, what a screen door wait, is and wait, why wait, wait, they're Wait, 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 let me give you or... Brian James. You, you know, like, you know, the screen of a car? No, no, it's like a mesh of wire. goes outside the window. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm a British. <laughs> you are welcome. Oh, my God. And it's like, why? And then, the, you know, because there's not many... You don't get mosquitoes here, but you also... Oh, no, spiders who get kind of big, but you're not, like... You don't really need the screen to stop, like, I don't know, raccoons or possums birds, or... The giant Or just flies. Yeah, but just... That doesn't really happen here. <laughs> it's a bit, hey, a bit I, of a shame. I, I got a question for you. Yes. What is the worst one-liner in the movie? Or the oh worst line? Oh, I like that. And I think I, I did few. mine just now, so you can't... 
take it. I don't know. No, that's not. That was a good one-liner. That was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, was like, is this time. how you screen your guests? I was. That was on my phone. It's <laughs> a great pun. Oh my god, I can't remember any because I don't know. But I, every time they would say anything in this movie, I would just be laughing like that is the most terrible thing I've ever heard. Ooh, ooh. Do I get a chance? Yeah, of course. Maybe it's one of the ones about like how he wants to like date the guy's sister, and then the guy's like, <laughs> it's like this ongoing thing, and you're like, okay. I don't know. It's a bit weird. That's kind of creepy, actually. Rather it than... was. It was creepy. Yeah. It was. Cre- it was very awkward. No, I think yeah. about it. It's like I don't think anybody would ask my brother for permission to date yeah. me. He'd just be so uncomfortable. Yeah, he'd be like, probably just leave the room. <laughs> he'd be like, I just picture him being like, "Do you mind if I bang your sister like a screen door in a hurricane?" Because I feel like I want. What's a screen door, Governor? Oh yeah, well, mine. Just because you threw it out there, I had it in my notes, and I just didn't care enough. But it was just so stupid when the um, ugly fat jaw guy Conan gets knocked out the through the plate, the regular plain glass window of the semi. (laughs) Fuck you! And so Sloane says, "I prefer blondes." Fuck you. I mean, I would have given the middle finger to the movie at that moment if we weren't doing this podcast. That guy with the chin. Yeah. Who is that guy? What is the deal with that guy? And so he has like, a, like I feel like I'm going to say something. Problem. Yeah. Is that what it is? He does. Is there a name for it? The dog. And okay. he just got his whole career. He got to just be an ugly fucking bad guy. He just got to be a chin in yeah. movies. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's, like, like, it's called like cherubism or something like that. Okay. It's like a big fat cherub. No, he doesn't. You know he does not. <laughs> he does not. I went to Italy one time. I saw a cherub. <laughs> they do not look like him. <laughs> it was it was on the wall of a church. There were a number of them, and they looked nothing. They were beautiful, like Mister Zadar. <laughs> I was just fascinated by that guy, but kind of in that way where you're like, is that because you know people are unusual like you kind of have an idea of what people are like and you're always going to meet people that are like taller or shorter or just different than what you have in your head like do you know what i mean like there's always the average is there's no such thing as the average i guess is what i'm trying to say um and so looking at that guy i was just like who is this guy where does he come from like what is the deal? I guarantee and I was like, he watched he watched um, Goonies and he was like he wanted to be <laughs> the ugly Goonies guy. He's like, I could have done it better. Chunk, chunk, yeah. come over here, chunk. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to like up. make fun of him, but then I was like, like you know what I mean? You know when you kind of see something and you're like, I want to make fun of this, but only if nobody suffered. Like, <laughs> right. do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want anyone to feel bad by what I say, but that is a massive chin. Yeah, like. I mean, Stallone's no worse. He, like, according to the story, as he was being born, they used, like, the, the fucking grabbers to grab his head to pull out of his mom's vagina. Oh, like, and the grabbers, like, severed a facial nerve. So, like, oh, wow. <laughs> growing Jeez. up, he just, he just obviously had the greatest fucking, like, personality, like, self-worth. He's like, oh, no, this is actually a fucking awesome thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you had to have, like, speech therapy and stuff, yeah. right? That's some really awesome self-worth. Well, I, I don't know. I kind of, I like that story where he's like, I want to be an actor. And they're like, you have a speech impediment, go home. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm not going to go home. I am the law or whatever. And then right. he's like, you know, done all this stuff. I think that's great. You know, those stories where you're like, you're having like a shit day. And then you're like, you know, 
Stallone was rock bottom before he made Rocky, and now he's, like, done all this stuff, and I don't know. I think he's kind of cool. Same thing with Peter Falk. He went to, like, a local drama troupe, and when he was like, going up for one of his first, like, real scenes, they're like, well, what the fuck is wrong with your eye? And he was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> wow. He's Columbo, right? Yeah, exactly. That's Peter Falk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, because, you know, he had, like, one glass eye. He's like, ah, yeah. I have no idea what you people... He lost it in, like, I think World War Two. So it was just wow. one of those classic, he's like, you're talking about, like, my, my like, b- overly bushy eyebrows? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I can trip those. <laughs> I, I think the thing about Stallone is that, like, it's crazy because he can, he can write and direct and he can act and he can be really incre- incredible. He can change the landscape of, of cinema. And then at the same yes. time, he can do the most, like, ridiculous, money-grabbing, absolutely absurd, inappropriate movies. And he seems to, like, be able to oscillate. But in this movie, what, the thing that really struck me was that he, he couldn't really act at the range. And then Kurt yeah. Russell was like, there were so many scenes where Kurt Russell just stole the scene. Oh, yeah. like, Kurt Russell Kurt had Russell's so like... much charisma. He's like the working class hero. He's like he's all charm. Like he's a charm offensive, you know. Yeah. I think it would be very hard to play the straight guy against him. Think of it this way: there's no way Sylvester Stallone ever could have been in the thing, which, by the way, is my favorite Kurt Russell movie. You put, that is a really good you, one. Yeah, you put young yeah. Sylvester Stallone in there. That movie would have been garbage. Him just look out for aliens. Now that you said it, I'm like, I would watch that. I would order a pizza and I would watch that. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> I guess I'll watch anything. I don't know. Let me give you this one. Let me give you this one. All right. Van Damme as Stallone and Mel Gibson as uh, Ah, fuck Cash. Mel Gibson. Sorry. Uh, I, I, that, that, like that a modern Mel Gibson? Like, what's that? Like, now or then? No, 80s Mel Gibson. Like, vintage So we Gibson. didn't know yet that he was... The worst he's man. He's a little crazy. You know what? He's he's a little crazy. Leave him alone. He's a beautiful man. He's done a lot. He's probably done a lot of coke in his life. They all did. He was an alcoholic, right? Is that what? Oh, he was I... drunk at the time. Hermione, I'm an alcoholic, yeah. and I'm yeah. not telling yeah. people there's a band of Edwards that the Jews run coke. Hollywood or whatever. No, so no, I'm not said. saying I'm not excusing his behavior. I was just like, you know how like people do things, <laughs> and you're like, why would you do that? And then we you would... find out, oh, they have massive emotional problems, and we then you're would... kind of like, okay, you know. We would never be accused of any of that, Hermione, because we're similar to Okay, so we're going to the prison now, and uh, we've already covered a lot of the prison. We have a couple prison things to talk about. Um, oh my god, he! what is up with you in the prison? Okay. It's an old prison. And right when I first saw it, I'm just like, what the fuck is that? And then I looked it up. It's called uh, Mansfield Reformatory. And it's the same one from fucking Shawshank. So this prison was shut down in 1990, one year after this movie. Well, probably two years after production of this movie, maybe three. Back then it was still a prison, but obviously not a lot of people. But that's why it's, first off, it's familiar. But I was like, you know, I expect now the metal doors and I expect all the stuff. And I'm just like Mm -hmm. burning fucking weird papers and throwing them over the edge. (laughs) I'm talking like the pure prison thing. Like this was weird as shit, right? I was kind of, I guess this is slightly off topic, but I was like, when they were breaking out of the prison, it was raining. Mm -hmm. And I was like, does it every time... Like, is rain caused by people breaking out of a prison somewhere? Totally. <laughs> like, is that how it works? Because it's just every time. Like, Yeah, they were like, understand. we're doing Shawshank. So this, yeah. is again, this is the writer's room. And Brian yeah. James is there. He's like, do I get a line? <laughs> 
do I get a line or two? He's like, no, we're doing Shawshank. So he's like, uh, what Russell, are you even doing in the writer's room? <laughs> like, go down the hall. And he's like, nobody wants to sit with me because I won't break character. <laughs> Kurt Russell, you're Morgan Freeman, okay? So I need you to jump out there with a belt in your mouth. Which, by the way, do they give belts to prisoners? No, they hang themselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, you'd never get a belt. <laughs> I, I was looking at them going like those are really stylish outfits for prison like I don't know that much about prison other than like movies but normally don't you have to wear orange like yeah you don't you don't even have underwear when you get in they just give you the jumpsuit that's it you buy your own underwear yeah I did not know that yeah, it's and disgusting. other other colors denote different things like if you're like on death row right don't you get like a different color Probably. oh yeah I did hear that yeah Okay, so the prison, this is the Shawshank prison, and yeah, so Morgan Freeman is which one? And they, they're going to shovel through the wall with the Marilyn Monroe painting up. Um, the only thing I want to... It's not Marilyn Monroe, it's Gilda, it's Rita Hayworth. Yeah. And then okay. Raquel Welch. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank oh. production, you got it? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Farrah Fawcett, for whatever reason. It, yeah, it was Farrah Fawcett for a second. It's weird when they're in the prison. Like It is. I mean, there's some good little, like, banter, I guess. It's kind of, I, you know, I remember kind of thinking, like, it's quite a long time that they're in the prison as far as, like, story time goes. Mm-hmm. Because the point of them being in prison is just to kind of heighten the stakes, you know? Like, oh, they have to bust out and then and they have to, like... And make them work together for the first time. Yeah, you yeah. know, they kind of... And I guess maybe they... It just makes them a team and, like, whatever. But there's, like, time spent on... Um, who their roommates are and like things like that and then Uh it's just like the is it one of the wardens of the prison or the i don't know but he's like the old like used to work with cash so that guy oh you guys have to break out and then he's just it's like assistant warden yeah and i don't know it's like that prison is it just and then anyway okay (laughs) so i want to throw out the um tango cellmate is clint howard who is ron howard's real life brother He's just, he uh-huh. likes doing weird roles like that. Like, he's like, whatever he said, I killed my best friend. And <laughs> Sebastian's like, yeah, I'll fucking murder you with your stupid fucking, um, what are those things called? Slinky. Yeah, Slinky. The fun never stops. Um, <laughs> it was a fucked up mess. Like, why did they kidnap them and shut them down laundry chutes? Like, I they could have just fought them in their cells. But now, I guess, down there, or you get to electric. just shift them kid. like a normal person. Right. <laughs> just a casual shiving um this prison had no shivs like who doesn't what kind of ghetto prison so doesn't elaborate. have shivs? I mean, why are bad guys so elaborate your toothbrush is a shiv i mean the whole the whole scene is it was absolutely <laughs> atrocious like like the like the like they could have cut almost all of that prison stuff out kept the movie at 88 minutes and got an extra showing at the cinema and made more money you're this right dead on ridiculous. right yeah uh, i do the, have to say though Whenever Jack Palance is a bad guy, which yeah. is not infrequent, I'm a happy person. Him rubbing two rats together oh, was a little no. weird for me. He has these, like, two rats where he's like, this rat represents Tango. This rat represents Cash. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to, like, eat them or something? Like, he's going to go. And I was like, oh, my God, cruelty animals. Can't handle it. And then he just puts him in a maze. And I'm like, okay. Well, the most- I- it was but so good. He's just, like, 
got one in each hand and he's kind of like rubbing them together. No. And I'm like, this is very strange. Oh, wait, I don't know what to talk about. I'll just say, I feel like really quickly, this is going to be a 30 person. second line. It's the mice and him. It's so James fucking Bond. It's like weird yeah. villain shit. Uh huh. It is. It's true. As right, seen Lee. from the eyes of a fucking Soviet. Lee, um... get it, give it to us. <laughs> hit us. Okay, hit it so... home. First of all, I call them rat sniffer. I would call them another pejorative, but we we have like a fa- we're a family oriented podcast here, Cinema Bushido. And it, but also like like if you he he opens up that ornate box and there's no bedding in there for absorbing no air in that box. Piss. And I'm just like, so you it's literally cool. have rats that you sniff and you leave in your beautiful office that can shit and piss wherever they want. And then, like, all throughout the movie, there are little, little, like, like in this prison, there's little different shots of rats everywhere. And I'm like, listen, yeah, I get like it. Yeah, it's like some theme, right? You, like, there it's are like a... Soviet rats. Little mm-hmm. Soviet rats <laughs> running around. Like, this isn't the Soviet Union, Andre. You're in, we're in America now. We don't have yeah, rats you're not everywhere. Making Battleship Potemkin. Let it go. <laughs> Go, <laughs> it drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah, I was worried though, because you know, in these movies, like when the bad guys, like you know, this turtle represents something, you're like, he's gonna murder the turtle. Until I'm not ready for that. But Jack Palance, no, he just with the evil him. laugh. Yeah, I just I love that evil laugh, the Jack Palance laugh. I was watching it, being like, watching this movie, I was like, I have to watch City Slickers again. <laughs> exactly. All I ever love think it. about now, even though I knew him prior, is yeah. I, I, I feel love like, him in cities like his. I feel like they blew so much of the budget on like the ornate trucks and the guns and all yeah. the stuff that like they and only the had explosions. enough time to like hire Jack for like a day or two. Yeah, for sure. Like, like because there's like no virtually no scenes with him and he's not doing anything. He's like literally watching TV through that final act. He's like get him mm-hmm. and he's just watching. I'm like they he's blew just their like budget. Yelling. No, you're dead on. Yeah. Okay, so prison scene, the only other stuff I'll throw out is the escape is a little bit weird. They talk a lot about electricity after their own electrocution and then the weird shit outside. Um, The part where um, Conan dies. So first off, I just want to throw this out. Why is Conan leading the prison guards? Like, was the whole time the prison was just a joke and all the prisoners are equal to the guards? And there's a point where... They're in the pay of, like, Jack Palance. Okay, so it's just Jack Palance. Okay, that's good. Jack Palance, super umbrella. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what I got, anyway. You could theorize that they were going to pin the murder on Jack Palance, or on uh, Conan. Yeah. Like, if you have a prisoner who physically kills, they can pin the murder on him, but he's already doing time anyway. So oh, yeah, yeah. So, so just Conan extend dies. a sentence or something. My favorite way. It's an 80s idea of electricity, <laughs> yeah. which we cover. But here's the thing. You touch electrical wires, you shake for 20 seconds, and then you stop shaking, I guess, because the electricity gods have left your body finally. You don't just keep yes. getting electrocuted because you're a conductor of electricity. No. Now that your soul leaves, the conduction's gone. There was really bad drainage on that roof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my... But- the best part know. was in the laundry room when the guys come in, the guards come in, they all scatter like children. Like, oh, yeah, there's only, like, two guards. Yeah. They're, like, they're like jets and sharks or something, right? Like, just kind of leaping away. Like... <laughs> yeah. I was like, who saw that in editing? It was like, oh, that's perfect. I'd have yeah, been like, no, we can't show that. Just print okay. that. <laughs> I think that's all I have with the person. I just wanted to mention Shawshank, this weird-ass place, a couple stupid fucking scenes. Uh... Clint Howard, and yeah, we're on to the next bit. 
But Stallone didn't get electrocuted, and he was lying in water, and it was the same water that the guy was standing in when you he didn't, electrocuted. You didn't understand. He explained it to you, Hermione. So what happens yeah. is if your feet you know, are on the he ground... He said that he doesn't understand electricity. <laughs> yeah. By the end of that scene, I didn't understand it either. Physical, like on dirt, you can't be electrocuted. Literally, a human can't be electrocuted unless their feet are touching the actual earth. It's not true. I know it's not true. That's the point that the movie's trying to make. Wait, and if your belt, if your belt touches electricity, he would have fine. He would have died so many times. They all would have. Every time, some water connected with the electrical (laughs) conduits. So fucking. Do you know when like so they loop their belts over that thing and they do like a kind of zipline thing down. Whenever people have to do stuff like that in movies, you know, you're like your upper body strength. You just you just hold on and you like, or they're on the edge of the roof and they hold on. I'm like, I would be dead immediately. Yeah, me too. Just immediately. I, I would have gotten there with my hands. I can't and I carry able shopping. To hold them, like... But then I would try to let go with one hand to get the belt out of my mouth and I would have fallen to my death. Yeah. 50, you know, yards below or something. Yeah. No. Just, I just, no. No, I had to do no, that no, in, in boot camp. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me let me let me throw something at you guys real quick. Uh-huh. One of the things that really struck me was like when they get to the um, to the end of that re- when they're like repelling or not repelling, but when they're ziplining down. Right, like, the mile long like, drop. Yeah, it looked like thirty five <laughs> to forty feet. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh hell no! That you're gonna fucking, you're gonna like basically a three story drop, and you're gonna yep. get up." Yep. And then I was like, "How did they like, like? Okay, so you've gotten out of the prison walls. Presumably, this prison isn't like right next to L.A." Oh no, so no, no, where... Lee. no, no! I have the answer for that. I, I read about it. This particular prison doesn't have doors, so all of the people <laughs> that are after you are stuck on the inside. <laughs> Like, they actually, like, you know, parachuted them in. The the other scene was put in later for convenience, but it has no doors. Nobody can ever leave. They have their own farm on the inside. They grow organic food. It's like a cult in there. You just go in and you don't come out, and that's it. That's funny. Once you get outside the wall, you're free. But not spiritually. No, no, you've been in there. No one can ever bring back your anal virginity. That's a fact, Jackson. It is a fact. It's American prison fact. Yeah. Okay, so we're on to our next notable scene. This is our second notable scene, and Hermione, you get to go first to get... Uh, is that true? Yeah, go ahead, because guests and Lee. Lee Am I allowed anything. to say any scene with the boot gun? Yeah. The yeah, especially one. the final... There's like the final shootout scene, and he shoots him with the boot gun. I was there, there was another boot gun scene? Yeah, like at the very end, he like falls over and then he shoots the bad guy. I, I don't think that happened. No, that's not happened how it to happened. my head. I'm pretty sure it yeah. happened to my head. <laughs> you know <laughs> that scene where like <laughs> like there's a room of Jack Palance's office. It's just like a wall of yeah. mirrors. He like didn't a little... use his boot though, did he? No, I'm sure he did. No, he's like a they, they, you know, they both had. They, yeah, he had a 38 special. Oh my god! If you would have used his boot, this movie would have been so it much better. Been better. <laughs> Hermione, that's what it was. The movie you have in your head is so much better than the movie we got. If he you would know, have just jumped down, they and just boot hired shot. me. Then they wouldn't be in this mess. Well, they're not in a mess. Okay, but, so the big know. final scene—that's Enter the Dragon, right, Lee? 
Yeah, that's totally. But it's not. Thing. It's from an Orson Welles film, um, Lady from Shanghai. It's like oh yeah, the, it's that's even, the beginning it's just of the mirrors. Done and then done and then it's done and then it's done and it's done. Okay, so Hermione, then, I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and override you as uh, one of the co-hosts and say, "Enter the Dragon ending, rightly." Yeah, it's totally <laughs> Enter the Dragon. Totally. The thing Enter is, the dragon. when they yeah. did it in Enter the Dragon, Fucking it Orson was like a good homage. <laughs> when it's yeah. done in like. When they do it in the James Bond movie or when they do it in this movie, you're like, but why? Totally. You know? Like, End of the Dragon, you're like, I am willing to believe anything you want me to believe right now because this film is so much fun. Totally. But do you know what I mean? Like, when you're, you just, no, not every bad guy needs a hall of mirrors. Well, I have one shout out. So the ending scene, it, Brian James is about to take on both the guys. But then out of the blue, a guy jumps in, right? Yeah. That guy. His name is the Jet. His name is uh, Benny Urquides, and he is amazing. He uh, uh, he has out of fifty four kickboxing uh, competitions, he's won forty nine of them and thirty five by knockout. He uh-huh. is a black belt in uh, kempo, muay thai, taekwondo, jiu jitsu, karate, kendo, kickboxing. He's a badass. He, they, you know, it's one of those classic things where they, they just... get a badass and and i had to say one other thing about this this the whole ending thing it was straight out of like the old school kung fu movie that his every time he did a kick he's ruining the bad guy's awesome beautiful room with all of his artifacts oh yeah so yeah yeah he was pretty cool and you could tell he was a real fighter but he couldn't beat my dad no and also um i was gonna say i want to give a shout out to that lamp Cause they're like, he's like, get the door, and he takes like this shitty plastic lamp, and the doors are closing on the oh, yeah. room. That lamp and he was just amazing. throws it down, and that, that lamp's lamp like, it just sounds like Ikea. glass. I was just like, yes, no, that was not IKEA. That lamp, no IKEA, high quality, <laughs> yeah. definitely. I love it when like they just smash up a room. Like, there's so much just playful destruction in this movie like they'll just be driving along and something will explode and you'll be like oh, okay <laughs> we had two tractors smashing oh the... stop you're stealing my yeah. scene oh sorry oh, sorry. Oh. sorry sorry yeah, okay. oh, i just mean generally just generally there's like lots of like <laughs> just stuff just gets broken all right you know <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. Lee, give me your favorite scene. So events I won't spoil. They get to the, <laughs> they get to fully the thing. spoiled. Fully spoiled. It's fine. They get to the thing with these giant earth movers. Like these are huge. <laughs> and and they're like their plan is to separate and they don't explain <laughs> it. You just can only figure it out by watching it and like not being retarded. And so they, they do like, they come in and they, they do a pincher maneuver and they circle in and they do reverse shots of them just like smashing into this whole warehouse. <laughs> and then like their giant plan is to fucking bumper car each other. And I was just like, what was the plan? To get a fucking concussion? I have no there's idea just, how that made any no sense. Plan. None and of then, that scene doesn't make any sense. And it's, I love it. And the less Stallone. sense it makes, the more I'm just invested. Yes, it made no sense, but that's when it. the movie got good. That was when the yeah. movie finally gets good. And when after they smash, Stallone like jumps out, and he like jumps out. I think he had an HK5. I can't remember. And he fucking just he's just like like they designed the gun to just let out nothing but fire. And so he's firing. It's like he's not even in throughout the whole movie. If they're not holding a revolver, they're every weapon they have. They're just like they're. 
they're just walking around with it like they could have shot anything. And he's just walking around. He's he jumps out. He goes. He does like three bursts, and it's like he's not even fucking aiming. He's just jumping out, and his it's almost like he jumped out with the trigger on, and it just goes off and kills somebody. Me in a video game. Okay, go on. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It was delicious. I laughed so hard. I actually have a clip of Ghost in a video game, and he's got it's GTA Five. He's got like I've I've got like the perfect side shot. He's on a platform, and he's just like he's got like a heavy machine gun with a drum on it and he's just going to fucking town like <laughs> it's 80s all the way like just, way shooting just fucking lighting shit up i'm like dude that's how you get shot <laughs> yeah, but you have to do it you have to do it Yo, he's he's not. 80s all the way man yeah yeah, sure. yeah. that was good shit dude so, that made me happy to... okay kurt russell's gun more oh, at yeah. the start of the film i guess it's like it's a oh it's a, so dumb like um, let me take a regular semi-automatic and put a laser sight contraption on, on a the revolver. Top. Is that what it was? Because I was like, he did not what? have a revolver, did he? Yeah. yeah, I think it was. It's a revolver. Yeah. Wait, yeah, he had a... and Russell's. then he's just got like yeah. a '90s mobile phone strapped to top of it or something. Yeah, like, no, it... it's massive. It it, it, that's an actual real sight, though. That's like an old school one. It looks like it was taken off a sniper rifle. It's like bigger yeah. than his revolver. It is, like, yeah. Why would you, you put can, a like, sight on a revolver? <laughs> that's what I was trying to figure out, and I'm like, why is it so big? And like, is there, is there a battery in there? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's old. It's an old, it's old thing. Like that. That's like the first ones. Those are like first gen wow. sights. But the thing is, is that like a revolver has iron sights that are really tall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You so know? every time they talked about some, my sight shifted. I'm like, they're built into the fucking gun. They don't. They don't fucking. <laughs> It's shifted. This isn't. You have to key it in. Yeah, this isn't a rifle. Yeah. Maybe your eyesight got shifted. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, did did Forrest Whitaker come and smack his eyeball into your eye? <laughs> My dad, excuse me. I love you, dad. But yeah, like what the fuck? My sights are off. You've got a fucking fully, you know, metal gun. Fuck off. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was just to me like even the uh, the assault rifles they had were like they were just tech they were just decked out with like a bunch of Gucci gear. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like uh, to me, and like, not they, like not the good Gucci gear. You know? No, no, yeah. yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Am I? You're the fashionista. <laughs> oh. We don't know. We don't Gucci know gear. what we talk about. Gucci gear is like a term for like when you put a bunch of attachments on your. On your oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just making a joke. I was with Hermione with the Gucci gear. Yeah, because I don't actually know fashion, fashion. But I was going to say, also, you see it on the no, trucks. No, I mean, you would be right. Like, there's Gucci's a lot very of gear on the trucks. Like, every truck has, like, a ton of gear on and it. And why? Like, okay, I get that they get the because RV with all the you guns. Can. Now, suddenly, every fucking Ford F 150 has, like, a cannon <laughs> on the side. You might need a cannon. Yeah. This is America. There could be, like, too many. There could be a duck population explosion. America. Somewhere, and you, you need I to just get say, I'll, I'll take the hum, Humvee or something, an armored. No, no. no All right. Well, my final favorite scene. Thank you for notable scene. Is the forty thousand second timer for the final countdown of the <laughs> self destruction facility? Oh my god! I totally forgot there was a timer. Eleven minutes because it, it's just seconds. so long. Yeah, I mean, it just kept going <laughs> on and on. Finally, oh, we killed everybody. Oh shit! Now we got we have twenty uh, seconds four, left. Yeah, we got twenty seconds to get out of here <laughs> to get like a hundred feet. Go. <laughs> yeah. 
perfect. So good. And and her tits are out, right? Like, but they're in the bra. That's like yeah. a sports bra. Like, that why cool were bra. you wearing sports oh, bra like, to this? It's occasion? a crop top. It's Bone from top. Gucci. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> 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 so cool. Badass. <laughs> oh shit! Well, that to our listeners. Uh, I hope you enjoyed Tango and Cash. Uh, it's time for our top six challenge. Are you guys ready to be challenged? Oh my god! I don't know. I think so. All right. Well, Leroy, who's yes, going see. first? Uh, not me. I never go first. All right. Well then, um, Hermione might get the easiest question ever. By the way, sometimes you go first. Uh, not really. You have gone first. Yeah, when I play against myself. All right. You do play with yourself. I, I find that funny, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's a good joke. When I'm it's so hard when myself. I play against myself. When I'm playing with myself, I always go first. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what they say, Hermione. nice guys finish last, but awesome guys finish on their face. Where, where does the tango originate from exactly? Uh, it's South American, isn't it? Spain. I used to do Argentinian tango, but I know that's like an offshoot, so mm. I don't know actually where it's from, but South America. Sombra would be, would, oh no. Well, I threw in exactly, because anybody could say Argentina, but you have to tell me what part of Argentina oh. it comes from. Really? And oh, it's from, already is failed. it from Argentina? It is from Argentina, but it's from no Buenos way. Aires. Really? So, uh, no, that's like that counts. She told you exactly where it's. No, she didn't. She said South America. No, I didn't it's really. Like, cause it's like I didn't. Really where do humans? She come said. From? Oh, she Earth. said. Okay, she said Argentina. I would have given it to her. No, sorry, uh, Lee. No, Satan. What is the tango's signature instrument? Are you talking about like from a musician standpoint? Correct. There's a, so tango's a dance. It's also mm-hmm. a yeah. very popular style of music. And they have a signature instrument that people do the tango to. What's it called? And don't don't cheat. You're you're, uh, you're biting for time. Come up with it. Or I, I'm, I'm thinking, dude. Okay. I know it's foreign territory for you, but sometimes you've never you've it. never cheated. All right. I um I'm trying to think of like what all they do. You know they do like because I'm picturing like I listen to like salsa music and they. Have the, I'm gonna say it's the the little. I don't know. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hint. I don't know. If no, this don't give me the hint. Just let uh, me. Just let me think it out. All right, yeah, take it's like the little the little uh, dr- they're like they're not drums. They they kind of look like squash that do the little. You know no. what I mean? Oh, so, like castanets. Yes, there you go. It's called it the, that help she me, knows Help that me out with the pronunciation, guys. It's called the. Uh, Banda Neon. It's a free reed concerto instrument originated in Germany. And, in Germany? Yeah. It landed in wow. Argentina on an immigrant ship around the turn of the 20th century. Fiendishly difficult to play, they say. It has four rather illogically organized keyboard layouts, and each button creates a different pitch with opening and closing of the bellows. Wow, that's so interesting. I didn't know that at all. I would have been it. like the balalaika or something, which is from like Greece. So I would be. I would, I, I've never tangoed, so I would have been like uh, acoustic guitar. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, Antonio I Banderas. <laughs> I guess that's just like douchey dance music. Okay. Well, Hermione, uh, who created the world's first paper money? It was from China. Yeah, dead on. Do you mean which dynasty? It was Marco Polo's. Uh, he when Marco Polo was there, so it would have been in the 1400s. Well, yeah, it's um, 1700 years before Sweden first 
uh, issued their banknotes in 1661. So yeah, way back in time. So was I right? You were right. You were right. Yeah. Got it. Oh, good. <laughs> Dead on. I was like working it out in my head. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, right. like the plastic notes, Australia invented those, and now they've introduced them in the UK. Pl- plastics? Yeah. It's like really hard to um, counterfeit them. Okay. So they've been introduced in the UK now too. Huh. Very exciting. All right. Um, so you, if you realize the first two questions were uh, Tango questions, the next two are um, cash questions. So this one's for the number four. So far, Hermione, you have one. He has zero. And Lee, pay attention to the... Well, I'll just make it clear. So there's a currency right now that's the least... Of the least worth in the world. It used to be Zimbabwe, but in 2009, they killed yeah, their currency. I almost yeah, so, said Zimbabwe because right, no, That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's the Ojo right Jimbo now... or whatever the guy's name is for their central bank, yeah. Today, there's a currency that's worth the least of all. What is it? I'd say the Val- uh, Venezuelan peso. You were... Not close, but it's called the Iranian real. How much is a real in in dollar terms? A real is uh, forty two point six hundred. Oh, sorry, so forty two thousand six hundred to one U.S. dollar. Okay. Yeah, that sucks. That's yeah. insane. I know. And the Zimbabwe one, I'll throw that out here because that's I, when I first Googled it. Then I'm like, come on, go find reputable no. companies, not bullshit crap. But Zimbabwe was the old winner, but they scrapped it in 2009. But they have a $10 trillion, trillion bill. No, no. Yeah. yeah, and, and, and no like in, in, in libertarian circles, we laughed at it because like they were trying to print their way to wealth, right? So like right. they, uh-huh. they had no idea of like marginal utility and how that would affect the currency. Yeah. They were just like, oh, we'll just keep printing out money. And you're like, no. You, this Can you imagine the guy like that's not there that's just like, <laughs> no, oh, wait, we had the $10 million and the billion. We need a 10 trillion dollar bill <laughs> look up his name the, the guy since the central baker's name it's so funny he's like oh jimbo kimbo or something like that <laughs> and so like all these articles in there in the 2000s were just like slaughtering this guy making fun of him over and over like bill bonner and them were just cracking wise about this guy all day amazing yeah all right last two questions are not about either of those things uh um i'm gonna start okay I, yeah hermione gets it because it's number five uh okay you need to give me one of two answers. So you have to tell me either the film that comes right before this or right after this for uh. Sylvester Stallone. And obviously Lee is getting Kurt Russell. So pick the, oh my e- God. Either, either the movie before or after Tango and Cash. I have no idea at all. Um, let me think. Rocky was like 1976. Yeah, it wasn't Rocky. <laughs> so it's definitely not that one. I'm just thinking, like, I'm trying to think, like, through his career. It wouldn't be, like, is it Judge Dredd comes after? I think that was about 92. Like 95, right? Maybe it's it a is bit not. late. So this was 89. 1990, he did Rocky 5. Oh, really? But that doesn't oh. count. You'd have to tell me the Rocky generation. And right before it, he did a movie called Lockup, where I guess he was oh, in prison okay. again. Did having, he break out and did it rain? <laughs> having prison sex and rained, he did All right, Lee, you're up. Kurt Russell, either right before or right after this one. I'll, the, the only thing I'll tell you, this was 89, as you should yeah, know. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm more familiar with his like, later work, so I'm going to say uh, 
Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Yeah, that'd be cool. But that's um, eighty five or so, eighty four. Okay. Um, right after this came Backdraft. Oh, Backdraft. that was a horrible movie. I hated yeah. that movie. Yeah. That was movie it? was huge, though. It was what good. Right prior, I just remember how Winter huge it was. People. What the fuck is that? I never Winter heard of that. People. Was it no. directed by a Russian? Uh, <laughs> was it making vodka funny. was it just a front to make bootleg vodka <laughs> like this movie was you guys are the best uh you guys want to just both guess at my tiebreaker okay sure okay right. so who wants to go first her okay so hermione how many uh-huh. movies have sylvester sloan and corbusel bedded together oh like where they're both in the same movie um mm-hmm. I'm just going to guess because I don't actually know. I'm going to guess. We like, have to name the movies too. I would guess maybe one or two. I'm going to go. Okay. My guess would be two. Okay. So um, there's two. Which ones? Tango and Cash. Yeah. That's and, the first one. <laughs> um, I'm going to kick myself on. I'm going to be like. It's, it's really 2017. It's I'll, I'll tell you. Oh. Can you already want? Oh, is it so. the new Prison Break one? Um, nope. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. It's uh, it's Tango Cash and then Incredible or the 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 the, the, the what are they the uh, Expendables? In, what are they called? The Expendables. Such a good guess, Three. Lee. You are a hero. Such a good guess. No, it was Guardians of the Galaxy two and oh yeah, that's right. Because he he's the uh, the Ravager guy, right? Yeah, he's he was, he was like some sort of like Sylvester Stallone was playing Demolition Man kind of modern version. Uh-huh. He's all heroic and. I was job, in a guys. porno once. It was called the Italian Stallion. Did you know that? <laughs> totally. Yeah, I did. No, I was trying to do that. Nobody wanted to see his little penis. Do you know he was in that with Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah. I feel kind of bad for him with that porn movie because it's like people bring it up. And I guess, I don't know, like. It's probably not, like, embarrassing when you're a guy, like, as much. But I always think, like, that just sucks that that would just come up in conversation. No, like, he'll never uh, live it down. Like, he got to be at the height of fame. There's like, think of Rocky wrote and directed The other and thing is, that apparently the film was really short. So if you watch, I haven't seen it. I don't really want to see it. But, um, <laughs> if you watch short. it, they've, like, they've cut stuff into it. Like, they got a double and made it twice as long. Mm. Twice as long. <laughs> I just, oh, I don't know. Just something about it. My girlfriend just got a fisheye lens. All my future porn is going to be awesome. Fisheye lens. It's not. It's not going to be awesome. No. Fisheye lens is not what you think it is. Oh, you're right. I forget. (laughs) You should have said like a wide angle lens. I don't know. Okay, thank you, Hermione. My girlfriend just got a wide angle lens. It's going to be awesome. It'll make you twice as long, but it won't help you with your endurance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, well, too far, too far. Uh, Hermione, thank you so much. Anything that you're doing right now that you would like to throw out to to the peeps? Oh, my gosh. Um, The only thing I'm doing right now, I'm moving to Canada. So um, I'm so excited. Eight weeks. (laughs) Back to you, Hermione. (laughs) So um, it's just, you know, I'm packing boxes and because it's an international move, there's all those, you know, random things you have to do. So mm. that's pretty much my life at the moment. Um, I don't think 
that there's anything. Yeah, I think that's kind of that's like my life right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> just packing. It's something. <laughs> um, you just did a podcast with uh, Damon Riley, right? Yeah, I did. We What'd did. You guys it was do? hilarious. We did um, Grey Gardens. I'd never seen it, and I was like, "Let's watch Grey Gardens." And then it was almost like we started the podcast, and we were both a bit shell shocked. Like, what did we just watch? Oh, there you go. <laughs> that yeah, movie so is insane. Check it out, guys. I'm only talking about Grey Gardens. I don't know what the hell that is, by the way. Grey Gardens is like a documentary from 1975, and it's okay. this aristocratic mother and daughter who just live. I don't even know how to... It's really hard to define this film, but it's a mother and daughter. They're both called Edie. Mm -hmm. They're Jackie Kennedy's um, aunt and cousin. So they're from like a really wealthy family and they're batshit crazy and they live with cats and raccoons in a crumbling mansion. And it's just... It's like a train wreck. Like you cannot look away from this film. It's it's got like a cult following and stuff. And yeah, it's amazing. It's strange. Strange and amazing. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, so check them out. Um, I, I look forward to hearing it myself. I haven't gotten there yet. I kind of like with most things, like, so these, like, spoiler alert, I won't just listen to, like, a, an, especially a movie podcast about old, old shit without, like, having actually watched it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, I don't want to hear a bunch of weird people talking about, I don't know, um, Predator. I'd be like... That sounds Yeah, good. I don't think you could watch a podcast on Predator and not watch it first. Right. I don't know. So I'll check it out. And uh, yeah, Damon. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It was really fun. Damon cracks me up. He's great. Yeah. Cool. Good night, <laughs> Lee. Till next time. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>